broadcasting from a little liberal town known in Madison, Wisconsin. This is the Sauce Report. And your host today, Sauslin Timison. Are you interested in investing today? Or maybe investing for your future? I sure am. When I found out about this wonderful service that they could help me invest for my future, I, I went on this public investing uh, website, which is an investing firm out of New York. They have done a fantastic job in building my portfolio, which is very diversified. And now that, but they will also help you. You are more than welcome to click on the link below and it will bring you to uh, the public investment site where you get to sign up today and you get one free stock of any of your choice. I, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a deal. If you want to, again, to maybe look into it, that's publicinvestment.com where they will explain and answer any questions you have. And that is what is brought to you by today on the Sauce Report. Remember to keep it saucy. Bye. Well, hello and welcome to the Sauce Report. Well, I hope you guys are having an awesome day. Because I know I am, and who wouldn't love to sit in front of a Congress for five and a half hours to testify? Yes, I am referring to Sho Chu, who's a CEO of TikTok. Now, I want to tell you, not only did he sit five and a half hours testifying in front of Congress, but I also sat five and a half hours, watched the whole thing after I got done with classes. And I was absolutely blown away. You know, one thing that he, <laughs> one thing that I have to state about the whole TikTok situation, here's my input on it. If you really think that you're going to get true and transparency from TikTok, you are mistakenly wrong. If you really think that you, your kids are safe on TikTok, you are mistakenly wrong. If you also think that TikTok is very safe and it brings creative ideas, you are really, really, really wrong. It was interesting because there were a couple of points that was brought up. Uh, and before that, I want to bring in my take uh, before. What I got from the whole thing is, from the whole TikTok um, instance, was that he never answered a question of a coherent question. He always beat around the bush. He would always say, well, let me get back to you. When the simple question was, for instance, do you or do you support, like, is this a communist-owned company? Yes or no? Or like, for instance, another key phrase I looked at said, okay, this other one congressman stated, hey, I have to catch a marathon with my my kids. My kids are doing a marathon, so I got to make this sprint. So we're going to pretend that we're sprinting together, and it's going to be yes or no questions. Now, if I were, I've sat in front of, I've sat testified in front before, and one thing that I've always found out, and when testifying, is you have to give the the basic answers, yes or no. When you beat around the bush, or when you are stalling time, now I've stalled time before. I've stalled time because I didn't know the question. I've stalled time when I didn't know something what they were discussing about. So I would somehow bring over. Uh, one thing that I did not correlate it, I would some, sometimes bring in another subject that I did not know about it. But one thing that brings in a very evidently is, <clears throat> is that 
he did not answer how many kids have died. And I'm sorry, if you are due to these multiple challenges, the blackout challenges, the the blackout or the blackout, uh, you also have the milk jug challenge, the Tide Pod challenge, all these challenges that are going on that I've met that I've stated a few, they've all killed individuals. They've all killed kids. Because for instance, we'll go on the uh I think there was one called the Night Quilt Challenge. And that was also brought up. How many people have died due to a NyQuil challenge? What the NyQuil challenge was, was that you had to buy a big bottle of NyQuil. And the big bottle of NyQuil, you had to also cook it with chicken. So not only do you douse yourself or you douse a chicken with NyQuil, but you have to eat it as well. Well, last time I checked, your body can't take that much NyQuil. As a matter of fact, there's a certain reason NyQuil comes in capsules because that's medically uh, prescribed or that's medically attainable for your body size and uh, for your thing. I mean, it's so easy, but at the same time, you have kids over 67% of the TikTok's age are on between 13 and 17, over 67% of America are on TikTok, that is between the, those are the, out of 150 million users, you have 67% are on TikTok. Those ages vary from between 13 and 17. That is a very, very uh, staggering number. I also can guarantee you that it was also brought up on mental health was brought up. And uh, not only that, but what it does to kids, how it's very addictive, is a very addictive thing. I always find this to be interesting because uh, you see Facebook doing reels and you also see Instagram doing reels and YouTube. See, the big thing that I don't understand, okay, is I really hope Facebook and YouTube and Snapchat and uh, Instagram, I hope that they watched the hearing yesterday. I really hope so. Because I want them to understand how what they are doing are going down the same road. Yes, it, yes, TikTok is very addictive. Yes, I've even said to myself, hey, I'm just going to, I'm only going to watch one video. Then what happens? Instead of watching one video, I watch four hours worth. And then I look up and it's nighttime. And then I get mad at myself. And I'm like, man, why did I waste my time on it? Because it is addictive. And not only that... But the algorithms, for instance, it, the, the AI is programmed when you go on TikTok. The AI is programmed. So it, it puts in your age demographics. And it not only puts your age demographics, it puts in your interests because you, uh, whatever things you've typed into the search Google engine, the AI, the AI puts it and transforms it into TikTok. So for instance, uh, we'll use this as an example. And this comes out from my personal experience. I love traveling. I love to to fly and I love to air, be at the airport and I love to interact with people. Well, what happened is that I would I would put online, "Hey, uh how, how much are flights or, you know, best travel tricks or what to travel to go into this location?" Well, what happened is I opened up my TikTok and it was like, "Man, they just read my mind." And I ended up watching 4 hours worth of traveling. You know, of different uh, travel bloggers that blogged traveling and said, this is very cool compared to flights, compared to compared locations. 
and I watched four hours worth. Now, with kids between ages 13 and 17, somehow you're telling me that you have people don't lie when they go on these predators. You're telling me that they don't lie on TikTok and put on ages that they go on 13 and 17. You're telling me that they don't lie. I hate to say it, but TikTok is becoming more intrusive and it's becoming more detriment unto this generation. It is killing kids by the thousands. It is causing more mental illness upon this generation. Because, for instance, they see an individual on uh, on TikTok and they see how to cook a meal under 300 calories or how to lose exercise really fast or how do you um, focus and how do you get like um, working out specialty. And they already, the individual that's already posting the TikTok they are already um, being hurt by it because they don't know what to do. And they're encouraging their, um, their eating disorder. They're encouraging the bad behavior. They're encouraging the unhealthy weight loss. They are encouraging all these unethical forms of uh, losing weight. They're encouraging it. And like, for instance, um, we go on those live on TikTok. You can go on live. And what you are, those lives are a little bit sketchy. And I mean, very sketchy because it allows people to be intrusive and allows them to open up about themselves. And what happens that that brings in some serious bullying. Now, I'm a person of faith and it breaks my heart. And it's interesting because you see people that is a pastor on there on TikTok and he literally starts talking about the word of God. And then what happens next? He changes it. And then he's like, no, 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 no. Uh, you know, just because I'm transgender, because I, you know, just because I love men or just because I do all this, it God still loves me. And pretty much it just turns out to be P, about bullying him. And it goes off the deep end. I also think that TikTok is used and these Christian people that they call these TikTok pastors or TikTok evangelism is very dangerous. Because they have these pastors that go on there and they say that no matter what happens, you know, you can, no matter what happens, it doesn't matter if you are of color, it doesn't matter if you're gay, it doesn't matter if you, like, you sinned or you live this kind of lifestyle, God loves you, all you have to do is forgive. Even as a gay individual, I do all these things and God still loves me. That is a major, major issue. And that brings in major, uh, major, I mean, major uh, crisis and mental health situations. And I absolutely, I absolutely love his answer. I mean, this is very sarcasm, but uh, when Chu says we take things, we take these things very seriously. And th- he also stated, "This is this is an industry wide challenge, and we're investing as much as we can." We don't think it represents the majority of the user's experience on TikTok, but it does happen. So you're telling me, okay, Mr. Chu, which I think you could have done a lot better uh, answering questions. You're telling me that uh, the users on there, you're telling me that they don't get bullied. You're telling me that you are investing in mental health things and that you, you for instance, put down, hey, I'm struggling with uh, how do I get uplifted or how do I 
become, how do I get a better day? Or what happens if I'm thinking bad ideas? You're telling me if somebody puts that in there that they're going to be guidelined to a hotline? That is completely false. There was interesting because there was a 10-year-old boy that was getting bullied. And he didn't know what to do. And instead, he went on TikTok somehow. And this was in the supposedly ages uh 13 and uh, below 13 years old, this was an experience. There's different versions of TikTok, even in America. And there's a wide variety of interests of TikTok in China and uh, goes all over. But yesterday, there was a 13-year-old boy, or excuse me, a 10-year-old boy. And what happened is, is that he put in the search engine, how do I save myself from killing myself? That was his search engine. Well, what happened is he ended up the things ended up saying, well, if you're just going to do it, you know, do us all a favor or saying that, well, I'm going to find out how to kill yourself and how to do all these things. That's a problem. You know, that 13-year-old, that 10-year-old boy didn't get, did not get a solution, did not get an answer because he was getting bullied. That 10-year-old boy is no longer on earth because TikTok didn't give him the right answers. And TikTok did not provide the accessibility that Chu supposedly said. For instance, Chu also stated that if a person, quote his words, if a person wants to type in, he stated this, if a person wants to kill themselves, they would be, transfer, they would be uh, guided to a page of uh, resources and hotlines. Well, he lied under oath because a 10-year-old boy didn't give the opportunity. A 10-year-old boy wasn't given the opportunity. And that's why that mental health is a very major issue going on with TikTok. And there's something about TikTok where it changes a person's mentality. It's like a drug. It's like I have, it's like I have, I mean, I can't live a day without it. It's like that kind of a drug. It's like a, a, an addiction. Do we have an addiction? Yes. And while I'm getting over this uh, mental health aspect of it, of the conversation, there, it was also interesting kind of hearing his thoughts of the Chinese version of it and how the Chinese version of it has nothing to do with uh, reality of life. It has nothing to do with getting in trouble. It has none of these challenges. As a matter of fact, the Chinese TikTok is restricted, I think, up to 60 minutes a day. A person is allowed to be up there. On an average, did you know that on average, if you, ha if you are an average TikTok user, on an average day, you average about 90 minutes a day on TikTok. That is supposedly the average, according to him. 90 minutes, that's a, that is one hour and 30 minutes of your day that you are in front of your phone. Now, am I getting better at that? Yes. Did I fall for following? Uh, did I fall for this trap? Yes. And I found out that I was getting more upset at myself, thinking, okay, I just wasted a whole bunch of time being on TikTok. 90 minutes out of my day, I can't get that back. That is a major issue. And I also want to bring in, there was another issue that was uh, brought up, and that was um, and whether if China is spying on America or under fire. And it was interesting because in the Gateway or in the Guardian, it brings up that section. And I'm going to read what it states uh, this is according to Gateway. TikTok's relationship to China under fire. Many members of the committee focus, focused on uh, ByteDance and its executives, who lawmakers say have ties to the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. 
The committee members asked how frequently Chu was in contact with them. The question and questioned whether the company's proposed solution called Project Texas would offer sufficient protection or protection against Chinese laws that require companies to make user data accessible to the government. At one point, Tony Cardenas, a Democrat from California, asked Chu outright if TikTok is a Chinese company. Chu responded that TikTok is a global is is global in nature, not available in mainland China, and headquartered in Singapore and Los Angeles. Well, Chu, help me understand this. I don't, you know, when when you heard that and when I heard that, I had some I had some hard understanding. If it is in mainland China, if it is on mainland China, then how come Chinese government restricts every user there sixty minutes a day? If every, if it is not mainland China, then how do kids, and how do also adults, when they only see it, they are only productive. They ask how many, how to cook your food properly, how to garden, how to paint, how to do major productive, or how to change your oil. Help me understand that if it is not mainland China, and it isn't in mainland China, so therefore that's another lie. And it continues on in this article, Neil Dunn, a Republican from Florida. Ask that similar bluntness whether uh, ByteDance had had spied on American citizens. A question that came aimed to report the company accessed journalists' information in an attempt to identify which employees were leaking information. Chu responded that spying is not the right way to describe it. So Chu, help me to understand this. What is it then, in your words? What is it? If it's not spying, then what is it? Is it opposition research? Is it maybe? Oh, I gotta get information on that person. Is it? I, I mean, the only word that comes into mind, uh, other than spying, is opposition research, or attacking, uh, or cyber warfare. That's that's the only thing I can come up with. So the fact I do believe that China is spying on people. I do believe that China is spying on our military. I do believe that China is also spying on multiple issues. I do believe that China is also spying on America. When you put in your, when you, for instance, another aspect that he brought in is when you have a filter, you put on the cool glasses filter, for instance. Well, what happened is when you put on the when you put on your glasses filter, you have to take off your glasses if you're wearing glasses, or you have to put your uh, your face in front of the camera, and it has to read where you are, where your facial structure is. So the question I have for you is, where does that go, and how long is that stored, Mister Chu? How long is it stored, and who's in charge of it at the end of the day? And so, I'm I'm pretty sure you're not going to know. Um, where all of it goes, and I'm sure that you're not so you're not going to know, uh, really where it goes. I honestly believe that it does go to China. I also believe that it is meant to undermine the credibility of China. It is meant to Chinese government is using it and will use it against us to make AI. And not only that, but you also have the federal government, the U.S. government. Being sold out, and that that we don't have any privacy right, and that the Chinese government is actually attacking America, and they're doing this through cyber warfare. And there was another instance where 
too kind of just brought this openly. And absolutely, it's a very interesting quote he stated. I understand that there is are, I understand that there are concerns stemming from the inaccurate belief that TikTok's corporate structure makes it beholden to the Chinese government or that it shares information about the U.S. users with the Chinese government. That this is empathetically untrue. Well, that's very interesting, Mr. Chu, because somehow there is, somehow you continue on saying that, let me state this unequivocally. ByteDance is not an agent of China or another country. Well, if ByteDance isn't then, who does it belong to? And who's that CEO belong to as well? And ByteDance is their, their version of TikTok. That's what ByteDance is. Here's what I really think that's going on. And it was very interesting watching the whole thing. I would have to, you guys would have to watch it for your whole self. And I watched five and a half hours worth, all of it. I would suggest you watching it. I would suggest you hearing it for yourself. You only got to hear from my perspective. My perspective is TikTok is very addicting. TikTok is no good anymore. It's not user-friendly. It's not like Pinterest. It's not like Facebook. It is a spying mechanism from the Chinese government, and it is another off-brand of ByteDance. While ByteDance is a productive and is a very interesting, they censorship uh, speech, and uh, part of that censoring of the, sh- the speech is with the congresswoman. Uh, and talking about how there was a death threat made against her. So when I post something about that, when I post something about patriotic or when I post something about how we need to hold accountable for the government or any kind of government, I get censored in a blink of an eye when I go against the opposition research. And a matter of fact, as we're speaking, as I'm speaking on this, I'm an, I am an account warning. So my account is on high alert because of my speaking out against on TikTok and exposing them. But somehow, if you were to post on saying that I hate freedom or I hate America or I hate uh, anyone that stands for democracy or anyone that stands for constitutional republic, I hate all that. Not only do you get, um, not only do you get sponsored, but you get boosted and you get from 1,000 likes to over 1.8 million likes. It was like that congresswoman that got that death threat. And it took some surprisingly act of God or act of Congress literally to have that being deleted. Where the congresswoman, uh, the chair of the committee, uh, the House Committee on Energy and Commerce, how that was discussed, that chair had her, had her life threatened. And it took 41 days for it to be addressed. It took 41 days for Chu to take that down. Well, he had to take it down because it was in Congress. So help me understand Help me understand you or anyone that's listening. The propaganda is well at home. It's in America. Forcing the adoption of communism is here. TikTok is not really meant to help Americans. TikTok is not really meant to provoke freedom. It's not provoke free speech. It's meant to welcome communism. And it is meant to destroy the next generation. That's why we have over... 67% 67% of 150 million people on TikTok that are 13 and under, or 17 and under. 
That is, that is just absolutely shocking. To me, that is just mind-blowing. I also think that TikTok will one day be the downfall of America because we've already given so much information to China, to ByteDance, which is CCP-owned, and that China will have no problem of coming into America because we've already given our rights and our dignities away. That's why when I put in things, when I put in the passwords or when I put in my date of birth, I always come up with something kind of misaccurate, a couple days off or a couple days off, or a couple days behind or a couple days off, or maybe a year or two off. That's one way to keep your privacy. And I also think that not only does China have TikTok users, but they also are controlling their mindset. They're controlling them how to vote. They're, con- they're controlling them who to vote. And they're also promoting certain ideologies and also promoting uh, hatred for America. That's what TikTok is doing. And that is, TikTok, that is what TikTok is doing on this generation, promoting hate for America, promoting rebellion against parents, and promoting... Uh, mental illness and not getting any better and they're not getting any help either. So as we kind of wrap it up, I highly suggest you to watch the whole TikTok uh, conference in front of the committee. It was very intense. And once again, what you just have to bear with, with him. He never answers a question. Shochu never answers a question properly. He always beats around the bush or he always brings up something that doesn't correlate with TikTok. So with this in mind, guys, I hope you have an awesome day and enjoy this Exposing the TikTok Conference. Remember to keep it saucy. Bye. You just heard an episode of The Sash Report, a podcast on Spotify, iHeart, and anywhere you hear a podcast. Remember, guys, hit that like and follow button. See you next time, and keep it saucy.